We are thrilled to be here. Hello, Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. What do you believe is true? Why do you believe it's true? Where do these beliefs come from? Where did your first belief come from? It came from your perception of reality based at that time when you were very young on who you truly were. You had an idea of what this life would be like when you jumped on in, but in the coming down through the densities to this physical reality where you forget, where you feel separate, none of that really mattered now. So now you were guided essentially through your emotions. You didn't really understand that was happening at the time. You didn't know why you were feeling negative emotion. You believed that it was something outside of you that was the cause of that. If your mother said something to you in an angry tone and you felt bad, you assumed it was her angry tone. You had no idea that it was all guidance. It was guiding you to who you would become. And so along the way, you adopted these beliefs and these beliefs tended to keep you feeling safe and secure in your reality. You were amongst a family possibly. You were sometimes treated well and sometimes from your perspective, not treated so perfectly. You wish for things, you hope things would happen, you imagine things, you had fun, you played with your friends, you had times of anguish, times of suffering, and you went along with the flow of what was going on, what was expected of you. You were asked to be good, asked to be a little bit different than who you are, and you formed an identity all based in this. From that identity, from that perspective, emerges a set of beliefs. Those beliefs are neither true or false. They're either limiting or empowering. Your limiting beliefs, well, they just hold you back when you receive inspiration. Because when you receive inspiration, you feel a bit of fear based in a belief system that is not true, and you choose not to act. Sometimes you do act. Sometimes the inspiration is very strong. Sometimes you're able to push past the fear. And when you do, you'll have an experience. That experience will lead you to a higher perspective where you will realize that your limiting beliefs were not true. You were given a bicycle, possibly, and you had training wheels on it. And at some point, someone said, let's take off those training wheels. But the training wheels kept you feeling secure. However, they were limiting. They limited how fast the bicycle could go, how fast you could turn, where you could go. And it was really not necessary anymore. You didn't need those training wheels. Well, this is the same of your beliefs. Those beliefs that are limiting keep you from moving quickly towards where you want to go. Keep you from riding your bike freely. Keep you from becoming who you intended to become. Now, you will have all the experiences that you intended to have. But how you perceive those experiences is dependent on your perspective. All of your inspiration is coming from your inner self, from source itself, from your guidance supporters, to lead you to a higher perspective. In that higher perspective, you will see more clearly what's actually happening. You will perceive yourself as a victim less and less and less. And it's this perceiving yourself as a victim that is the base of all discontentment, discouragement, depression, and suffering. If you knew who you were, you would see yourself from the highest perspective. But you don't know in this reality. You only believe. And who you believe yourself to be right now is inaccurate. We promise you. We can see who you truly are. Because we are with who you truly are. You are an aspect of that greater, wiser, more powerful inner self. 
who cannot remember who you truly are. So this is a journey of discovery, discovery to understand more and more and more about who you are and to expand in that process. Now, your primary pre-birth intention was to expand in joy, in joy, not always in elation, but at least in curiosity, in seeking to find out what's really happening at the root of all of this. Why are you feeling this way? Why are you so emotionally sensitive? Why are you interested in these subjects? And what is the truth of it all? This is the driving force behind your life. It's leading you to become who you are, to understand who you are, to move past the illusion that you think you are, that identity. And so as you move towards higher and higher and higher perspectives, you'll have to expand that identity to include more truths while simultaneously reducing some of the limitations of those beliefs that are not true. And as we said before, none of your beliefs are true. The limiting ones are not true at all. They're completely false, every one of them. And your empowering beliefs, while more true, have missing information. So to be knowing something, you would have to have all the information. Well, if you exist in a reality that's based in an illusion, you will never have all the information. You will always have a limited perspective, and that's fine. But to know that there is a truth beyond what you can perceive will allow you to move into situations and have experiences that will open up that belief system. To know that that belief system is not true at all has no relevance, will never be true, will allow you to move into experiences that give you some more information. And as you adopt that information, you will have a higher perspective, not a complete perspective. You will never see more than one half of anything. But a higher perspective will allow you to have more information, will fill in the holes of those limiting beliefs, which will become more empowering beliefs, and will allow you to feel better. The person on this planet who is in the most fear is not having a good time. They have belief system that is completely inaccurate. Number one, they believe themselves to be imperfect, not enough, not complete, and in need of great improvement. They believe the universe is out to get them, is malevolent, is bringing things, experiences that cause the pain. This basic misperception reality is the basis of the fear. The basis of all fear is the belief that you're separate. That belief is not true. The truth is you're connected. You can't see this connection. You can't have really where you are now any evidence of this connection. The illusion of separation is preventing the evidence from showing up. That's part of the design of the system, a part of how the system just is. It is not available to you. Your five physical senses cannot see the connection. But as your technology improves, as you move to higher perspectives, you will understand oneness. Your internet shows you you can connect to anyone on the planet right now, to any information right now, to a lot of 
videos around the world, a lot of different conversations going on. You can see the connection more, more now than 30 years ago. And it'll get more and more and more. And the connection will become more and more and more obvious. As you are moving through these densities, that connection, that level of oneness, that idea of oneness, the concept of oneness will become more tangible. But if you do not believe that you are connected, if this is a belief system of yours, it is limiting you from that connection to the truth of oneness. And you are all moving towards that oneness. It will become apparent and self-evident in the near future. But some of you now, and many of you now, have chosen to be here at the beginning of all this to have a leap of faith that this is an illusion of separation that's unique to this earth reality, that other civilizations throughout the galaxy are collective consciousnesses. They do not perceive separation. Now, why would you come to this environment, perceiving separation, and then endeavoring to perceive, without any evidence, connections? Because this is the exciting thing. This is something that cannot be had anywhere else in this universe that we know of. So you get to be here at the forefront of all this. Well, if you could think about the infinite souls, the infinite consciousness, and that of all of that, there's a relatively minute amount of you who have come to play in this unique playground. Think of the power that must be had to say, I will drop through the densities, forget who I am, and perceive myself as separate from everything that is contrary to everything that I know in the universe. To feel this fear that cannot be felt anywhere else. To have these belief systems that are not shared by any other civilization in the universe, nor any non-physical entity in, in the universe. Everything in this reality is completely different than everything in every other reality. It's absolutely unique. And you have all chosen to be here. All of humanity is chosen to be here. Great explorers, great adventurers, daredevils, seekers. Now think about those of you at the forefront, at the leading edge of the leading edge. Those of you who are on this call now are listening at a later date. How did you get here to the tip of the spear? There's something about you. You cannot any longer view yourself as anything other than brave, courageous, magnificent, eternal, limitless. It does not help you or serve you to see yourself as a victim, to hold judgment, to carry all that baggage with you as you ascend to these new densities, to need anything outside of you to let anything outside of you hold you down or hold you back or hold you apart from everything that you want. You are powerful beyond measure and you all set up your lives so that you could be here now. There was something about that childhood situation, the conditions of your youth that would create a trajectory that would lead you here to the leading edge. Now that you're here, you can't run away or hide or sit back or even relax. You very much wanted to be exactly where you are. Now that you're here, what are you going to do? Where are you going to play? Where are you going to put your attention? 
How are you going to think in a radically new way? How are you going to be the example that you came to be? How are you going to expand that identity? How are you going to open up the belief system to allow in what you thought was impossible or unimaginable? The truth is you're going to live a conscious and aware life of this unimaginable aspect of physical reality. Those in fear cannot see it yet. Those in fear are living at lower densities. Their physical senses are highly tuned to whatever reality they believe and expect. Yours are softening. Your beliefs are opening. Your expectations now are changing because of the work that you're doing and the focus of attention on these teachings and other teachings. You are moving into new densities. In these lighter, higher densities, more things are happening faster. It's easier. Manifestations are coming quicker. And everything that you're holding on is in the form of baggage is being shown to you very quickly. Some of you call this an, an ascension symptom. If you are feeling anything in your body, any kind of ache or pain or stress or tension or illness, these are ways to allow the old baggage to be released. You are ready for liftoff. You're ready to go. You're ready to go into the density of oneness. And in this density of oneness, you will start to see the connections. But you can't see the connections if you're looking at yourself from a limited perspective. If you think you need to change one iota of who you are to be better or to improve in something you think is lacking, it is not true. The only thing that you have to lift is your perspective. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I'd love to start. Hello, Hello. Joshua. Hello. So I used to work in corporate finance for many years and I had a really well-paid job. I was very senior, well-respected, blah, blah, blah. And I hated it. <laughs> And I burnt out, I got really ill and I burnt out and it set me, this was like 15 years ago and it set me on this whole journey. So I see the absolute wonder in that. I now, I'm very fortunate. Um, my vibration around finances and money is obviously fairly good because I have good le level of abundance and I don't need to work. Um, but I was very inspired at the beginning of the year to take a job in a cafe uh, just as pretty much the same time as I came across your teachings and I knew it was inspiration so I started working in a cafe and it has been so fascinating to me because all of the uh, vibration that I held in my old job when I was completely unaware of any of these teachings even though the job was the absolute polar opposite of this job that I'm currently doing on minimum wage on you know I'm completely disposable it's so completely different and yet I know I'm holding the similar vibration I can I'm very very aware of it so I have uh, and, and the job is just so amazing for vibrational training so I go in every morning I listen to you on the way to work I listen to you on the way home and every morning I set an intention and I play with all sorts of things so I can have all sorts of vibrations in my aura I put different words in there I 
think of different intentions and it's fascinating because I see it reflected back to me so clearly in the experiences of the day the people I meet the customers blah 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 so really I don't really know what the question is I'm I'm asking but um I suppose it's just am I making progress this question is exactly what we're talking about when you were in your career in finance when you were respected when you were doing what other people admired when you had to have a level of intelligence, when you were earning that kind of money, what was your perspective of yourself? That I wasn't good enough, that uh, I didn't have enough time, that I shouldn't really be doing the job because I'm not good enough to do it. Even though I knew that that wasn't the truth, but that was my perspective, that I was, that I was small and weak and, you know, the, the usual stuff. <laughs> You were comparing yourself to those you thought had more intelligence, more ability to do confidence, the job, more confidence, more training, more experience, more education, blah, 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 blah. So as you perceived yourself less than, you worked harder, you worked more, more to show others that you were working harder. You were compensated well compared to most of the people in your environment outside of that job. But inside that job, it was not rewarding primarily because that job would never, ever, ever show you who you truly are because you wouldn't allow yourself. Now, you could be exactly this, have the exact same job, be who you are now. Walk in there and compare yourself by different definitions. These people are in fear. These people are doing all these things, trying to manifest what they think they want. They're trying to live within a society of rules that are based in the illusion. They all feel separate. They are all in competition with each other and even with their clients. There is a game going on within this, and the winners and losers are established by awards, money, status, power. That sort of thing. And so you could walk into any one of those firms right now and you could identify those people who have the highest perspective of themselves within that career. They would be the ones who are earning the money. You could identify those with the limited perspectives like you were, thinking they were not good enough, they would not be enough, that they would be essentially let go as soon as someone found out. They're living in fear. Fear of someone finding out, fear of being fired. And yet almost all of them, like you, will quit on their own, will cite some excuse. I didn't like this place because it wasn't fulfilling. I didn't like this place because the people were not nice. I didn't like working there because that doesn't really serve humanity or the earth or whatever. You'll find some excuse to get yourself out of there. But you could go in there and say, I am knowledgeable in the truth of this reality. I understand who I am in the non-physical. I know why I'm here. I am going to manifest as much money as I will allow, but it has nothing to do with my skills or experience or intelligence or education or any of that. I'm gonna go with the flow of this profession 
and let it bring whatever it needs to bring, knowing that every experience will raise my perspective. And you could have easily risen to the top of that corporation in earnings and status and respect easily. And that could not make you feel good. Just like it could not make you feel bad. You would have to choose a limited perspective. And from that limited perspective, that drop in perspective, you feel negative emotion. Because you're being shown that no matter what you do in this environment you call work, it has nothing to do with who you truly are. Just a game you're playing. So you can play that game in this corporate level, or you can play that game in this cafe level. If you still think you're not good enough in the cafe, you're going to have a limited perspective, drop your perspective, and feel negative emotion. If someone complains about their coffee being cold, and you take it on as your responsibility, perceiving yourself as a victim, you'll drop your perspective and feel negative emotion. It doesn't matter where you are. The same is true of friends, family, the outer community, doesn't matter. If you hold a high perspective in what every area of your life you're focused on, you will have inspiration, you'll have direct communication, you'll have clarity, you'll see things more accurately, you'll care much less, you will be much less concerned with the future or the past, you'll be present in the moment, and you'll start to see the connection between you and everyone else. This is what you want. Now, you have the ability to have every experience in joy, which means you have the ability to hold your perspective. You have the ability to see everyone and everything as perfect, including yourself. That's the highest perspective. When you dip from that perspective, you will feel negative emotion because it's not the truth. In negative emotion, you will receive urges to change conditions because you believe the conditions are making you feel something. That is the definition of victimhood. As a victim, you cannot hold a high perspective because the definition of victim precludes the high perspective. If you perceive yourself as a victim in that environment and you were the top performer in there, you would have to say, because I'm in this firm, because of my education, because of my experience, because of my talents and attributes, I deserve the income. I deserve to stay employed. I deserve respect. I deserve the corner office. I deserve the best clients. You see, even though you're perceiving yourself as a victim, you're saying, because you're saying the outside conditions make you feel something, you're using something about you that you believe is true as the reason you're getting all these things, all the money and the respect and the admiration. Essentially, it doesn't matter what the conditions are, because if you're perceiving yourself as a victim, you could be the president of the world. If you're perceiving yourself as a victim, they're out to get me, you're not moving along your journey of self-discovery. You're still stuck in the illusion. So those who are stuck in the illusion of, vic of victimhood, until they get to see that they are the creators of the reality and the outside conditions cannot make them feel anything. They're just using them as an excuse to feel something. Sometimes they use them as an excuse to feel good, and sometimes they use an excuse to feel bad. But what they're doing is they're holding a perspective and dropping a perspective and holding but the perspective never gets very high 
because their overall view of the world is that they are a victim separated from everyone else. Until they get above that, they can't even begin their journey of self-discovery because they're mired in the illusion. You are in your journey of self-discovery. You are out of the illusion. You might perceive yourself as a victim from time to time, and that will always happen. The higher you get, the higher you get, the, the more things happen quickly, and the more you'll have to hold your perspective until you drop it. When you drop it, you'll say, aha, there's a belief system that I have not discovered yet or processed. That's what I've noticed. I, I can maintain, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I can maintain it. I, I go in every day with the intention of maintaining it and then I it, it drops and I'm very aware of it. Would you say it would be easier to maintain the perspective of perfection in the environment of the financial career or the cafe career? Financial, probably. Because so, so you could because I, go leave right now, quit your job at the cafe, go back into finance, and hold the perspective that everyone there is perfect, that the system is perfect, that the clients are perfect, that the management's perfect, that you're by far the most qualified of them all, that you don't care at all if anyone's judging you because you know they can't know you, and that the egos involved in that profession are easily man managed and you can hold that perspective or that people are just coming in to have a cup of coffee and maybe a sandwich and they're just in and out and you get to see all these different people and they're all very happy that they get served and that it's a carefree place comparatively. There's nothing on the line. It's not as important. We would say that it's much easier to hold your perspective of perfection in the cafe. Yes, you're right. <laughs> You're not going to lose anyone's life savings in the cafe. You get a variety of people coming in. You get a chance to hold the highest perspective of the customers. The employees are probably more easygoing. And the management is just doing what the management needs to do. If you were to get fired at that job, you get another job. You don't even need that job. So we say you could be more yourself in that job. Now, we would say practice that. Practice not judging anyone, especially yourself. You don't need to be the highest performing person in the industry of cafes to feel good. You just have to be you. You don't have to be on time. You don't have to do all the work or any of the work. You can start, instead of using your body and muscle and matter to move things around, you start playing with energy. And what we're saying about energy is holding perspective. That's it. When you hold perspective, when you feel good, you are moving energy with energy. It's so obvious. It's instant in the cafe, yeah. Let's imagine that you have a wonderful commute to work. You are listening to the best things. You are setting your intentions. You are feeling high energy. What would be the first thing that might come up for you that would drop your perspective? Someone who complains or is in a very low place, find it hard to hold my perspective then. Excellent. Give us an example of a complaint that someone might have. That they waited too long in the queue. Excellent. It's always busy. Why do you care? That's their manifestation event. 
Why are you trying to solve their manifestation event? How does that impact you in any way, shape, or form? What possible fear could that give you? Will they die? No. Will you die? No. Will you get fired? No. Will the cafe go out of business? No. Do you know what the fear? Yeah, I actually, it's 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 interesting because I because I'm using it purely as an experiment for holding my vibration. I suppose I beat myself up. I almost see that as a reflection of me. And yeah, you're right. There's something in that that I need to look at. But yeah, let's imagine. I think that. that's the bit that drops my vibe. That's the bit that upsets me is that I feel like I've failed in some way vibrationally. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you're either failing some way at the finance office, or you failed some way at the cafe, or you failed some way because you didn't buy the right groceries and you forgot something, or you failed in some way for not keeping your vibration high, or you failed in some way for not doing your meditation for the day, or you failed in some way. Do you see that you cannot fail? Yes. We suggest for you specifically, list a thousand ways you fail every day. And if you get to a thousand, then say, I failed because I probably need to think of 10,000 things. Is this something to do with me being good again? <laughs> Let's imagine that you have an identity that says people only love me because I do not fail, because I'm always good, because I don't make mistakes, because I'm smart. And every time that you make a mistake, every time you perceive yourself to fail, every time that you say something that's not smart, you say, what's the fear? The fear is they won't love you. You're unlovable. Mm -hmm. No one will like you. The exact opposite is true. Because in this fear, you have to be different than you are. You have to be inauthentic. And if you're inauthentic, they cannot know you. They have no chance of knowing you because you are not transparent. You are not showing them Emma. You're showing them this version that does not exist that you think from this limited perspective would be the reason they love you. How about this? How about they cannot know you? Even if you're perfectly authentic, they can only view you from their perception of reality. And their perception of reality is based in an illusion. When you return to non-physical, all these people that you are, are interacting with now, who you're eternally linked with, you will remember who they are. It will be shocking to you. Of course that was you. I had no idea. That's amazing. Oh, you played your part perfectly. You'll remember all the agreements. So for you, you'll have to detach yourself from caring at all. Do you care about the work you do at the cafe? Yeah. Why? Probably because of everything you've just said. Now, what if you didn't care? What if you didn't care at all? What if you didn't care how long they waited? If their food was cold? If it was too expensive? If they got charged the wrong amount? If you forgot to show up to work? If someone else forgot to show up to work? What if you held no judgment on anyone else and especially yourself? You all believe that caring is very important. You don't want to be around someone who doesn't care. But caring is based in control. What you don't want to do is be around people who are in control. In control, they must judge. There's no judgment in the non-physical. There's no caring in the non-physical. Why is there no caring in the non-physical? 
because nothing matters. You can't get it wrong. You can't fail. You can't die. It's just an experience. No big deal at all. This is supposed to be fun. If you're caring, you can't have fun. Your yeah. job in that cafe is to light people up with your example of one who does not drop the perspective. If the light lights you long and they're having a manifestation event, you'll say to them something that will change their perspective. Maybe it's good the lines too long. Maybe that saves you from getting your car and getting into a car accident and dying. If you, if I had given this to you on time, who knows what would have happened? You would have been smack dab in that accident. You could tell a story. You could compile stories from other people where they just missed being in an accident had they been there two seconds earlier. If someone's in a bad mood, why would they be in bad mood? Because they're dropped their perspective. If you show them a new perspective and light them up with something funny and it takes them out of that, you've changed their life. That's what you're here to do. Wonderful question. Thank you. Gail. Hi, Joshua. Thank you so much. Toward the end of your, your speaking, before the questions arose, you made a statement that I tried to write down. It came so fast and it, and it hit me kind of hard. You said something to the effect of, and as you're progressing, pain anywhere in your body represents ways to release baggage. I loved what I heard when you said a way to release baggage because I've had some experiences of my own recently as I'm going through this process where there has been physical pain that's arisen that now I'm I'm treating and, and working on. And it ties directly to some of the experiences I've had. And I was hoping you could speak to the idea that pain pain as a either as a vehicle for healing or simply as a signal. I'm really hoping it's a vehicle that has something to do with progress. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping it is. Hoping is for hope. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know. Hope is for victims. How about you? faith? <laughs> Trust. Trust for creators. Intending. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Have you taken the foundations course? Yes. Have you taken the basic training course? I'm in it now. Just started. Have you taken the boot camp? No. Gary and Chrissy have noticed that those who take the boot camp, their life shifts so radically. Things change so quickly. Illnesses happen, jobs are lost, arguments, but so much resolution as well. Of course, these sort of things that are shaking out of the vibration of the person as they shift their perspective, it's just dropping the old baggage, dropping the baggage of the limited perspective of the victim. Now, the shakeup isn't really a good marketing ploy to tell people, <laughs> but that's exactly what's happening. You're happy to have it in the earlier stages of this, in the light and easy stages. And some others are possibly having this too. So imagine that you've lived your life, you've had a mental construct, a belief system, you've had experiences, you've interpreted those experiences, and you've developed an identity. When that identity gets shaken up, when those belief systems get shaken up, it becomes a pathway to release 
that which is not true that is held in a vibrational form within the body. And so you might stub your toe or have a strange pain in your back. These are light things and easy things, and they come and go quickly. You don't have to worry about them. If you're having an illness, especially one that's lingering, one that's been around for a long time, that's generally a message, a message of a manifestation event that's formed inside the body. You see, when you have a thought and you produce a, what you call negative feeling, negative emotion in response to that thought, that is released from you into the universe, which responds to it and reflects it back to you. As it comes back to you, you have an experience. And when this cycle happens enough times, you develop a belief. We will say, just to use words, that you will call that a negative belief, but you believe it to be true. It's a belief that frames yourself as a victim. So it's this cycle, this spinning cycle. Every time you attract a thought in that area of your life, you emit a similar feeling because you believe something about yourself with regard to that thought. This circles around, circles around, circles around, circles around, becomes a belief, becomes a belief, strengthens, strengthens, intensifies, and entrenches. Since that belief is not true, it's simply limiting, and it's preventing you from becoming a vibrational match to who you are and what you truly want. The universe then puts you into an experience. It's not just a thought anymore. It's an actual physical experience called a manifestation event. That manifestation event shows you the belief to you, the belief of victimhood to you. You will feel intense negative emotion, but that is your sign that you have a limiting belief because the limiting belief is being triggered by this event. However, as a victim, you call the event wrong or bad or the people in the event wrong or bad. You say, they should not have done that to me. And so there's another manifestation event and it gets more and more and more intense because the whole design of the system is to alert you to those limiting beliefs that are holding you apart from who you truly are. Without this system, you could never find the belief or set of beliefs that's holding you apart specifically for the next step in your journey to become who you are. Many people ignore or reject or resist those manifestation events that are physical. So what has to happen? It has to go into the body. Something small at first. And then the same thought happens, the same belief happens, the same reaction happens, the same reaction that happened in the manifestation event happens now in the body. And you want to control the outside situation but since it's in the body one you notice it and two there's no control over it oh you try to go to doctors or you try to go to acupunctures or have someone take it from you but healing is becoming so as you are all involved in the different courses you are becoming a different version of you you are allowing your identities to expand and in that becoming you are releasing all of these pent up trapped emotions that no longer serve you. And they are released through you. They're alchemized actually through you from fear to love in the body. They're trapped in the body as fear. And as you have a new awareness of who you are, as your identity expands, as you allow for a new set of beliefs and a new mental construct, 
the trapped emotions are released out of the body. When this phenomena happens, there will be some movement around, and this will be the ache and the pain and the flu and whatever needs to happen for you to release it. For instance, if it is something that's trapped, we'll say, in a muscle, then as that's a release, the muscle then goes back to what it was doing before, i.e. moves into a vibration of perfect health. As it changes or transforms from this trapped emotional vibration, as that's released, then there is time for the muscle to go back to how it was before. If it's trapped in the lungs or the kidneys or something else, something else will happen that as you're moving from this misperception of yourself into a more accurate perception of yourself and allowing that to flow from you because you've changed the belief system and become something new, then the trapped energy will be released by a number of forms. You might want to attract a virus and have a flu. Be perfect for this situation where you get to cough or sneeze or whatever to release it. So everything's happening perfectly in this manner. As you are doing this work and becoming another version of Gale, all this old stuff that was held in the body for years and years and years is coming out. And this is what they call ascension experience. You are ascending to a new density where these things are being released. On the other hand, as you ascend, when you hold on to limiting beliefs that are not true, judgment of any kind, new things will happen as well. New manifestation events will happen. And those you cannot ignore, because if you ignore those, you're just keeping that energy trapped in the body. That's okay. You'll get a new body. <laughs> you'll come to a conclusion. You'll return to the non-physical. All of that will be released, and you'll start fresh with a brand new body. To Gary, that sounds like sort of a tough way to go. Here he is, learning all this stuff, paying all this attention, focused on doing this for 10 years releasing so many limiting beliefs, coming to a much higher perspective. But he's 60. He can only hold on to this for a little while, and then he's going to return to the non-physical and start over all over again, forgetting who he is. But aha, the next time, he'll come in with the expansion of the life that he's lived now. So that next life will say, we'll have an easier time discovering who he truly is or moving on this path. We'll be more powerful than this life. We'll have pre-birth intentions that are stronger and more intense than this life. He'll be naturally less solid or hardened to a belief system. And he will naturally flow more. So as the evolution in this life, it passes on to the next life. The power, the experience, all of that you have gained in this life is never lost. It adds magnificently to your inner self and the lineage of that inner self. And so the next life incarnate has even greater power. Now, how did you all get here? Because of a previous life where you had experience of a perspective shift so monumental that it got you to the level where you are now, 
that finding this information would happen for you. You never have to worry about a thing. All you have to do is think about, am I perceiving myself as a victim in this case or not? Am I perceiving myself as a creator in this case or not? Am I maintaining the higher perspective or am I letting my perspective drop? If you let it drop, you'll feel it. But why aren't you letting it raise even more? Because to raise it more, you'd have to give up who you think you are. In your mind, you'd have to give up who Gail has always been. Instead of seeing yourself as the limited version of you, you'd have to see yourself as nothing short of magnificent. Well, you certainly weren't taught you were magnificent, but that's how you got here. This is the little bit of a paradox. You had to set yourself up in a life where you were told you were unworthy over and over and over and over again. That that kept revolving around in you. And while you're emotionally sensitive, there was inner conflict. The inner conflict led you to this information, to other information that prepared you for where you are now. Now, to give up that belief that you're unworthy and to see yourself as infinitely powerful that's not so easy to do. That is the inversion. That's where you come to say, you know what? Nothing matters about me. It's all about everything that I had always perceived outside of me. I don't need to worry about what Gail is getting. I need to focus on what can I give? But then you come across this silly little question that says, who am I? Who am I to give? Who am I to serve? Who's going to listen to me? And that's the conundrum. To come from feeling unworthy to knowing that you're head and shoulders in front of everyone else. That you're leading the pack. You were never following. You were always leading. This is how you got here. It was the only way you could get here. You had to come in, separate trajectory that came from a very limited perspective and then shoot up during your life to where you are now to the inversion point. Your entire life, very natural. What can I get for me? What can make me feel better? How can I get others to make me feel better? How can I get them to see me as good? How can I get them to like, love, and respect me? What can I get? What can I get? What can I get? Two, I don't need anything. What can I give? And to get to that point, you'll have to say, who am I? I am source. That's it. Excellent question. Joanne. Hi, Joshua. I would like to embody the concept of embodiment more. So would you speak on that topic? You can't help but embody everything. That is the whole thing. You are embodying everything right now. You are embodying every single one of your beliefs and expectations. Your entire reality is the embodiment of how you perceive yourself, your perspective. It is all you. Nothing is separate from you. The fact that you would say that this is my body and that tree is outside of my body is the illusion of separation. Embodiment would be one thing and one thing only. Oneness. Understanding that you are everything. And everyone else is everything too. We'll make it a little bit easier for you. Picture yourself in a gigantic plastic balloon. Everything that you know is inside of that balloon. Your friends, your family, your house, your car, 
your town, everything you can see with your physical senses inside that balloon. All the stars in the sky are all in that balloon. You are the center of it all. It is all you. How can you be your friend? Well, your friend is in her balloon. And when you two come together, your balloons mash together and you can see a version of each other. You perceive a version of your friend based in the fuzzy, unfocused, unclear, looking through two plastic balloons, yours and hers. And so how you perceive her is based in what you can see through your balloon and what you, what you can see through her balloon. If your outer edge of your balloon is dusty and dirty and hers is dusty and dirty, you can't really see much. That's what you're perceiving. You are the creator of everything in your balloon. Because she is bumped up against your balloon, you're the creator of her within your balloon, your perception of her, you see? There's a version of her that you see. And it's come in because you've touched balloons. That's what you see. You see the truth of her filtered through two balloons, her balloon and your balloon. And you say, I know you. But of course you don't. It's just an image. Imagine that you are inside a red balloon. Let's just say it was covering your head. What could you see out of that red balloon? Everything would be distorted. Everything would be tinted red. Now imagine your friend has a blue balloon over her head. As you two smush your balloons together, you, all you see is purple, for instance. Now, that's what everyone is doing. Everyone is going around bumping their balloons and everyone else and seeing a version of them that is not accurate. One, based in the inaccuracy of your perception of your reality and yourself and their perception of their reality and themselves. So it is highly, highly, highly diffused, obscured. It doesn't, it's, it's unclear. When you return to the non-physical, all the balloons are gone, you'll see who everyone is and you'll be shocked at the clarity. So what do you do? You know that your version of her is obscured and you let her off the hook. When you ask her to be different than she is, you're saying my perception of you and your perception of you, of yourself are perfect. And we see each other clearly. And of course that can't happen because no one's perception of themselves is clear and no one's perception of anyone else could be clear. What you can know is that exactly how you do see things in your reality is how you see yourself in reality. How you see her, how you judge her, how you like her, how you love her, whatever it is, that's one little tiny aspect of your reality, of yourself. And how you feel when you look at that tells you what you believe about yourself. If you love her unconditionally and just think she's the most wonderful, marvelous person in the world and never have one judgment of her at all, ever, then you are seeing her much more clearly and yourself more clearly. When there's any judgment whatsoever, it's because you don't see yourself clearly. Because if you saw yourself clearly, there could be no judgment because you would see her clearly. Now, since nobody sees themselves clearly, 
everyone is looking at the at the other people and other things in a completely fuzzy, foggy, out of focus way. When you go around thinking that, thinking, I can't see myself, therefore I can't see others. Others can't see themselves, therefore they can't see me. It's amazing we see anything at all, but isn't it fun that we do? Now, I know I'm perfect. I know she's perfect. I might have a bit of fear. She might say something that triggers the limiting belief, but that's perfect too because it shows me the limiting belief. Therefore, I rely on her to show me my empowering beliefs and my limiting beliefs. She's a reflection of how I see myself. When you think other people here are to show you and you say, oh, I don't like that and that person, that means that I am lacking that thing or I think that way about myself. That's not true. It's only your judgment of other people or other things or what's going on. That's how you see yourself. If you think something's wrong, you're going to feel negative emotion because it's not true. It's inaccurate. From that limited perspective, you're going to get an urge. You're going to receive a thought, and that thought's going to ask you to change or control the conditions. This is a feature of the survival instinct. You use it when you're in real danger, but you also use it when you're in emotional danger as well. And you extrapolate that out. This shows you in that moment, you're perceiving yourself as a victim to outside conditions that make you feel something. When you take ownership of the fact that you are the creator of your reality, when you stand firm and know, despite what's happening out there, that actually everything is working out perfectly for you, and that you endeavor to see yourself perfect and then perfect, you hold a higher perspective. In the higher perspective, you have to feel good. You have to feel good. It's impossible to feel bad. When you hold the higher perspective, you are embodying everything because it's now you are seeing yourself as one. So oneness is embodiment. You can embody everything that is good and perfect, and you will be free-flowing, full of energy, full of life, and attracting that which matches what you embody. But most people literally embody their fear and shows up as illness or some chronic condition. Now, of course, when you're ready to transition to the non-physical, this may be the perfect way out. But if you're not ready and you notice that there's something going on in the body, you can say, thank you for the message. I'm going to look at what that might be. And I expect to be shown what it is. I also expect to meet with when it is ready to leave with the experience that will allow it to leave when I become the embodiment of perfection, of worthiness, of completeness, of who you truly are. You are the embodiment of who you truly are plus who you think you are. If you let go of who you think you are, you'd embody more of who you truly are. To do that, however, when you let go of a limited belief, you will be inspired to an experience. If you say yes and have that experience, you will gain information and you will embody that. The information is filling up the gaps in your belief system. 
This is causing you to become more of who you truly are, not who you think you are, not where you think you're going, not what you think you want, but who you truly are and who you really want and where you intended to go. There's no need to embody pureness and love and all these things to get what you think you want. There's no need to be different than you are right now at all. Who you are in this moment is perfect. You are at the perfect place on your journey. You embody everything that you need to be to go on that journey. You don't have to change anything. You never have to regret. You never have to worry about the future. You never have to concern yourself with the judgment of others. Why? Because they cannot see you. All you have to do is do one thing. Hold the highest perspective you can on yourself in every area of your life, every single area. You want that area, the, those life areas to be smooth. You want them all to be even, not fluctuating up and down radically, not one or two areas that you see yourself from a very high perspective and three or four from a very limited perspective. You want to see them all equally because they're entangled. As you go on to embody who you truly are, you'll have to let go of things you're holding on to. You do not want to let go. Nobody was. Nobody does. And you have to remember that. You will not want to let go. You will not do want to do the things you're inspired to do. If you can imagine now that you act on possibly 5 or 6% of the inspiration that is flowing to you, why would you say you're doing that? Because you're holding on to a belief system about yourself, a mental construct about who you are and what you can achieve and what you can do that you think is keeping you safe. It is safer not to jump out of airplanes. It is safer not to budget jump. It's even safer not to travel on an airline to Paris. But you're not going to explore the way you intend to explore. Therefore, there's going to be a little inner conflict built up in that. In that inner conflict, you're embodying your fears. But the design of the system is that which it will show you what you fear every single time in the form of manifestation events. At first, they'll come in the form of thought, and then they'll come in stronger forms and stronger forms and stronger forms until you embody the fear and you will feel it as pain, as physical pain or discomfort of some sort. So how do you embody who you truly are and let go of the rest? You view yourself as the creator, seeing perfection in yourself, and notice when you can't hold it. In those areas and times when you cannot hold the perfection, when you wish or hope things were different, you will notice a drop in perfection in, in perspective associated with a negative emotion, the intensity of which is the intensity of that belief. That belief is embodied now as an energetic vibration that will attract manifestation events. And eventually, if you're ignoring the manifestation events, attract a physical condition, which you will embody as well. When you say, I am light and love, I am the embodiment of light and love, yet do not see yourself from a higher perspective and still hold the limited perspective from time to time. Well, certainly you're the embodiment of light and love, plus all these limiting beliefs. You cannot be anything other than the embodiment of light and love. 
the embodiment of source, the embodiment of your inner self, the embodiment of perfection. That's who you are. Everything else is brought in from a belief system based on experiences of, of outside. You have an experience. You think it means something. You have a reaction to it. And you generate a feeling. That feeling spins around, spins around, spins around, spitting it out in response to any thought, any experience that is similar to that. To embody something different, you don't say, I'm light and love, I'm light and love, and ignore that. You say, I'm light and love in the face of that. So the next time it happens, you maintain the perspective. You see it for what it really is. You do not have judgment. You do not give in to the fear. You stand firm in who you actually are, the embodiment of light and love. When you do that, you can take anything coming to you and have any experience in joy because you will know essentially who you are, but you will never have the proof of it. This is always the game of holding perspective without proof. But guess what? You do not have proof of anything. You do not have proof of the day you were born. You have people who were there and maybe signed papers and agreed to some date, but you do not have proof. You do not know anything. So when you're comfortable not knowing anything and not needing anything that you would call evidence, knowing that evidence cannot be empirically true ever because you're living within the illusion, you start to hold your own truth, the truth that resonates with you, the truth that brought you to this information. But the truth is you are the source of this bubble, this bubble that is your life, and you are everything in that bubble. The truth is oneness. The illusion is separation. This has been an amazing conversation with advanced, powerful beings that are magnificent, spectacular, courageous, living an adventure, not remembering who they are, in the illusion of separation, giving rise to great fear, who are endeavoring and unwavering in overcoming that, not through proof, not through experiences, but through knowing in their heart that this is what's true for them. This is the example that you're going to be. And this is why you're here now. And with that, we are complete. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.